Guys, I recently started using Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish and explore some new languages. Believe it or not, growing up, my grandpa spoke fluent Mandarin, and I was always very jealous of him when he would surprise people by busting it out at a restaurant. It was very unexpected to see this man speak fluent Mandarin. Learning another language is an amazing skill, and Rosetta Stone makes it easy to do it. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted expert for 30 years, with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's also a great value. I personally got the Lifetime membership, which includes all 25 languages, so I'm pretty much set. I recommend doing the same. And also, this is a really, really great gift if you want to give something truly special and unique to somebody you care about a lot. No matter what, don't put off learning that language any longer. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, other world listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com otherworld. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash otherworld today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. You may remember an episode a while back where I mentioned seeing patterns in certain stories that have been submitted to the show. The biggest one, by far, is extrasensory perception. Thoughts or information inside of you that feels like it's coming externally. The ability to suddenly know things, almost like downloading information. When this suddenly happens to people, it's very jarring. This is something that has come up a lot in many episodes of Otherworld, and I could not help but notice that this was being sent in very often in relation to people seeing UFOs. I did an episode with a person named Tara about her experience of seeing one and the side effects that came with it. And in that episode, I alluded to the fact that I had more stories like it. This is one of those stories, and it comes from a guy named Will. Will originally emailed me saying that he heard something very loud come down on top of his friend's house. And then he saw something that he described as an extraterrestrial. That story is already pretty wild, but while I interviewed him, more and more things started to come out. And... He gave me more details about the lead-up and the aftermath of the event that he didn't originally tell me. I ended up interviewing Will multiple times just to hear this story again and again to try to fully understand it. He's definitely still rattled by all of it to this day, and I know it was super hard for him to talk about. It's a very weird story. He absolutely thought that he was losing his grip on reality while it was happening to him, And now, even though he knows that's not the case, he's very aware of how it sounds. And I think that's why this story fascinates me so much. It really raises the question of, what do you do if you saw something in real life that sounds completely ridiculous? How do you talk to somebody about that, especially 
if it was something that traumatized you. Who do you go and chat with about that? This is episode 46. The title is Face in the Window, and you're listening to Otherworld. Hello? Is this Bobby? Yes, it is. At, at its core, the science, you can't argue with. No a way. story about All of a sudden. up in the sky. It's almost frustrating that it's happening. I'm literally, I'm going to die. I've got like, its looking. limbs were just like wrong. It's just, just there. Everybody moves back into the light, even if it takes them a minute. So I am originally from Alexandria, Virginia. I was born there, lived there for a few years, but I was mainly raised in DC uh, to Salvadoran parents, uh, immigrants. I then moved to Maryland where I live now in the Silver Spring area, like towards the end of middle school. And my, I guess, vocation, my hobby was always art. Uh, I've always drawn, painted, uh, I've always dabbled in I'm kind of like a bit of a mad scientist. I used to put together wood pieces and I used to open up, uh, uh, what do you put it, call it, like electronics and, you know, like boom boxes. And since I was little, so I've always been very like dabbled into creating stuff, but I did end up going to art college. Um, the summer of, I'm gonna, it's very blurry. It was 13 years ago, give or take 14 years ago. So it must have been when I was 20. Uh, it was a crazy summer, so like I kind of I think at some point I forgot a lot of the specifics. But I was back from college, my first year of college in San Francisco. I went to the California College of the Arts, and I had basically come back. I was planning to go back and everything, you know, just having a good, fun summer with my best friend who I hadn't seen the whole the whole school year. Um, it was her, a couple of other friends. We were having barbecues at the house she rented. She she had housemates and everything, and it was really cool. I wasn't thinking of anything too serious because I knew I was going back to school and it was art school it can be really intense that summer I was kind of like uh, spending a lot of time outside of home my family and I were kind of arguing I was like 20 you know that especially Americans were when we're young we're pretty like I don't know spoiled so we argue over everything with our parents right so I was just like I don't want to be home and my family sucks blah, blah blah and my friend had, she had her own place technically she had she was renting a room so I spent a lot of time with her and it started that week before the main thing happened was we they these the homeowners had this dog that they were kind of neglecting and they would leave the dog there sometimes and the poor dog just seemed like depressed so we decided we were going to start walking the dog without them knowing we felt bad for the dog so we started walking the dog and we're walking around just talking it was about dusk and at some point i start like you know sometimes you see, see things in your periphery like your peripheral vision and it's nothing uh, sometimes it is something, but you miss it. And you just kind of know it's just your eyes playing tricks on you. But this particular time, it was, uh, I knew there was something. I don't know what it was, but when I first kind of tried to look, I it was solid enough that I thought it was a black cat, but a really tall black cat, because it must have been like three or four <laughs> feet tall, but it was just too fast for me to like really make it out. So when I look... Instead of it just fading off, like when you just see something that's not there, I saw it just swoosh from like right to uh, left towards the end of the block. And it was fast. And I could definitely tell it was short, like a short kid almost. But it was just a black blob, not a shadow per se, nothing to cast it, but it was like a black ethereal kind of mass, right? So it goes and 
I looked the other way and it was really fast. Like it happened in like a millisecond, but I look and I see it again. And then it goes, Phew. and it almost felt like this thing was like keeping an eye on me. That's the only way I could feel it. Cause it was there and I looked there. So, but instead of leaving, it was looking the other side. So it was like, I felt like I was being paid attention to is the only way I can say it because of the way it moved. And I told my best friend and she, she said, I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't see anything. We're looking around for a cat. We, we actually walked around trying to find a cat for a good couple of minutes. There was nothing there. So that happened. And then fast forward to like really like the main part of the story, which started with, I think I had a, for lack of a better word, telepathic. <laughs> like it's, I think uh, if, if people listen to this, to your show, and they listen to stories that are particularly related to people who say they channel or are contacted by beings. I think that a pattern you'll see is that some of them who are more into the community of like energy healing or whatever, they'll say channeling or telepathy. Those of us who aren't into either and you're just trying to find terms will say it was like I heard something, but not I couldn't hear it. I it was like in my mind. It's like thoughts being put in your mind. Not in your mind necessarily. They're like inside of you. You feel it in like you're like, like, I don't know, in your being. But you know it's not you. And it almost sounds like schizophrenia. Like people who like, you know, feel like these thoughts are intrusive and they're there and they know it's not them, but they're there and they're inside of them. But it's not nothing like that. Uh, I don't have a history of that for one, which doesn't, I know, disqualify it. But it was very different and it was spontaneous. It wasn't auditory. I wasn't seeing anything really at that moment. Um, I wasn't hearing voices, but I did feel kind of like somebody had grabbed my attention. Somebody who's not visible, just stopping you and be like, hey, you, it's me. <laughs> it was just like that. It was the middle of the summer, like I said. I had been spending all those days at my best friend's place. Um, she was actually in the middle of moving out of there into a different house with housemates. And so at this point, and this is going to come into the story later, but she had moved a lot of her belongings from her room out. So her room didn't even have a bed towards the last couple of days we were staying there. So we were sleeping in sleeping bags up until she had the key to move. So anyway, we had decided we were going to go get food because she didn't have groceries. And this is like at a point, I like to walk a lot. And I got used to walking a lot in San Francisco, people hate cars, I guess. I don't know. So I got used to that there. And so we're, you know, it's hot as hell, but we decided we're going to walk down to like a couple of, maybe like a mile or two to the nearest like uh, grocery store or like by, you know, restaurant. So we're walking. It's the middle of the day. I don't remember what time, but it was sunny. It was hot. We're just talking. And out of nowhere, I felt like everything turned different. The energy in the air was different. The weight in my body felt different. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I will tell you that one one thing that I did see, and, and like it's very hard for me to explain it differently, but I was asking my friend if she saw it. She didn't see it. No one else seemed to see this. Um, it looked like, at first I thought it was flurries of snow, which would have been impossible because it was like 80-something degrees in the middle of summer. So I'm looking around, I'm like, what is this? At the same time, I'm feeling like this kind of like ethereal. My, my vision, even my field of vision was a little like kind of like when you see people do it like halo effect on video film like cameras um and i started looking and they it looked like feathers a lot of white feathers like kind of like if you had opened up a pillow and all the feathers came out like in those movies like that and then right as that's falling that's where i start getting this uh like i, I like i said it's a only like i can explain it as like 
thoughts or somebody or something speaking to me, not from outside of me, not auditorily, but from my inside, like my like guttural, my being. Like it's within me. It's not just in my mind. It's everywhere, but it's not from me. This is not me telling myself stuff. This isn't my mind playing tricks on me. This is someone else, something that's there and they wants my attention. First of all, I'm like, what the hell are these feathers? I even look at my friend and I'm like, do you see that? And I, she's like, see what? I'm like, like these things, these feathers. She's like, nah, but my friend is really weird. Like she, you could tell her you're seeing something weird and she won't react. She'll be like, mm, nah, anyway, <laughs> which is kind of good about it. Cause as a witness, she's, I think more credible <laughs> because she's very like no BS. Um, so then like, I'm like, okay. Um, so the, the thing is about this, and to this day, I still wonder. The fact that I start seeing small white feathers falling and then I start feeling this presence, I don't know if I could say it's a being or like whatever, almost felt like it wanted me to think it was like angels or something. And I mean, that's kind of like the logic I felt. I'm like, I'm seeing feathers, white feathers falling, and then like this uh, energy comes in and starts telling me things from within me. It's all thought, none of it's auditory. And it's just talking about the nature of the soul. It's like your, our souls are eternal. Uh, our bodies are only vehicles. And like, this is nothing unheard of. Anyone who's read a new age thing anywhere or gone to a crystal shop has heard this, right? So it's that's not that big of a deal, I guess. But it was very like, you are a soul. Everyone is here is a soul. We all come from somewhere, like a source. The universe is like a giant battery. Existence is like a giant battery. Um, there's positive energy and there's negative energy. There's a spectrum. Everything comes into play. When we die, uh, you go back to the source or whatever, but it all depends on how, you know, what you've been doing here. You know, and like reincarnations are real. That was another thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Wait, um, where are you walking to when this is happening? To the store. We're going to go store? get food. Uh, it might have been like a CVS or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, uh, so you're walking to CVS. Yeah, maybe CVS. Just or like to clarify, Safeway. you're walking to CVS and all of a sudden you see yeah. feathers falling. You're walking yeah. with your friend and then all of a sudden all of this information about the truth of the universe yeah. hits you. But like, what were you thinking at the time? Like, this was in your head. What was your other side of your head thinking? Like, how are you, how is... How am I, how what, am I reacting? Was there still part of your brain going where it's like, what the fuck? You know, like... Yeah, but that was very minimal because it was such an intense thing and like the amount of it, like it wasn't like, oh, I just got this weird thought. What if? No, it was like, boom, the book of life just opened and I'm narrating it or something. And the thing was, I was, since I was with my friend, I felt like I was talking to her and she's all the time. She's like, okay. Um, she's always been like, you're one of those artist people. You're weird. So I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, I'm basically trying to make i'm making sense of these things that i'm saying because like i said this is all like thought quote-unquote telepathic so you're i'm not hearing words i'm getting info it's like i'm downloading whatever or i'm being up or it's being uploaded to me i don't know vice versa this went on for like uh, a couple of hours it was an event uh so but at the same time i'm still trying to cross the street and not get run over by cars right so uh, I'm walking and uh, but the thing is because it's all coming to me I'm making sense of it because I'm saying it I'm talking it so I'm telling it to my friend I can I feel bad for my friend I can only imagine what she was like what the f uh, this guy's losing it but uh, I'm basically like what's being what I'm learning or being told I, 
and I will say this just for the record, and like I hope you keep it on there. I'm not vouching for any of these quote unquote messages I'm saying. This is what I experienced. I don't vouch for any of it. I'm not against any train of thought or any belief system. This is just what happened. So, um, so you know, I'm walking, and then I start telling her, "Yeah," and then reincarnation's real. Uh, when we die, we all go back to the same source. Uh, what you do in every lifetime that has a lot to do with where you end up. And I don't mean to sound like a doomsday prophet, but this is exactly what I was told. And I'm talking as like a 20 year old who doesn't really think about anything bigger than graduating from college. Um, uh, things are going to change. Uh, there's going to be a lot of natural disasters, a lot of tragedies on a grand scale at some point. And I'm here like, wow, now, now I'm starting to think I'm really losing it because I sound like those people who go and do crazy stuff because they're, you know, having hallucinations. Uh, one was a big focus on the environment. You know, we are destroying our planet. We've been doing it for such a long time. And we are basically like shooting ourselves in the foot because we are destroying this, the only thing that keeps us, that sustains our life, you know? We need the earth and we are cruel to life in general. We treat other lives, like it's bad enough we treat people badly, but we also treat animals and other species like they're garbage or like they don't matter, they're inconsequential and every life is sacred, every life matters, right? So we need to like take care of ourselves, take care of each other, take care of the life on earth because that's what we've been put here to to do. We have dominion over this planet and we need to like honor it. Basically it got really weird, it got really like, <laughs> you know? So this is all happening, and then my friend's like, okay, she's just listening. I don't think any other person would have just listened. I think she would have probably been like, all right, I'm out. But she was there. She's pretty, she's a good friend. So that happens, and then I start having this really Wait, weird... really quick. Did you guys, did you make it to CVS? Did you ever get to the store? Yeah, we made it. I had to, like, get my sh- shit together, for lack of a better word, and, like, kind of, like, you know people around me but at the same time something that did happen as this was happening this went on for days was at first I thought I was imagining it but even my friend was like dude let's go home because when I would get close to a lot of things that were very metallic or like stuff like that and I started walking past it you would hear clink like clank clank um like for one we're when we were walking down the block when we were walking down like the major roads and there were like particularly like freight trucks or those big like delivery trucks you would hear pop, pop. It's almost like something was pulling on it as I was walking past. And like, she said first, she's like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think it was me. And then we start walking past. And then it got to the point that she got scared because she thought like something was going to land on us. And she's like, dude, is this you? I'm like, no. I mean, no, I have no idea what that is. But it was everywhere we went. Uh, you'd hear cracking in like walls. You'd hear cracking, particularly like electronic devices would kind of make that pop sound. Um, the only way I can put it is like, you know how sometimes cars get dense and you take it to the shop to get fixed and then they put, there's a device they use to like, like, I guess suck out the dent. Imagine that, but if it's like, if you use like a really strong magnet. Um, I did feel, however, and like with the whole like feeling of a different sensation, like a weird vibe was a spinning. After we leave the CVS, we make a few more pit stops. We were going to go back to my friend's house. I'm still on this weird paranormal wave, right? So at that point, I'm like, 
I'm probably going to have to go to a psych ward at the end of today or something's going to come about that's going to like validate this. But either way, this isn't normal and it's freaking me out at this point. Even though I'm learning some stuff that's like, wow, that's cool. I'm also like, this isn't life. This isn't healthy. This isn't how I want to exist. Like imagine staying in that state. Like that's awful. Uh, So I'm here like just blurting out uh, secrets of the universe. I don't know. All this not all this stuff, and but it just seems so intense. And one of the things was that at some point I started getting this whatever I was being think being told or channeling also came with emotion. So it wasn't just like, "Hey, I'm telling you this." Like I'm telling you this, and you're gonna feel what it means. You're gonna. This is why those things seem so important because, like, when we're talking about how we kill animals and we're cruel to animals, I felt like bad. I felt bad. When you, and then when I was told that our souls are eternal, uh, that felt good. It was kind of like relieving to know that this isn't it, in a way. Um, and then, like, stuff like that was really intense. And then I started feeling, like, this fear, this really fearful feeling <laughs> as we we're getting towards downtown Silver Spring. As we're getting closer to that area, I start getting this, in, this sense of doom, this horrible fear. But it's not just fear, it's like warning like something's gonna happen and i'm trying to make sense of it i'm looking around and one of the things i saw leaving that cbs is uh there was a huge water tower that's still there and i was like could it be this could it be that i'm just trying to figure out why i'm so freaked out but i know it's something that's coming not something that's bothering me per se personally uh i'm like maybe that's gonna like do water towers have water i don't know is it gonna burst i have no idea so um and then as I'm walking further down, I start feeling like it's there. Like this general area, there's going to be something very bad. You know, sometimes you get a nudge, right? You're like, mm, maybe I should move from here. Maybe let me go home. Something like that. And I remember I texted someone, which I regret it, because in the middle of that, like I was just sounding crazy. And I was like, be careful, get out of th-. They worked a few blocks from there. Get out of there. Something bad's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I sounded nuts, right? And then this person who was like a mentor to me, that's, I think that was one of the reasons I felt worried about her because I was like, she was like my mentor. I really care about her. She was worried about me. <laughs> she was like, what just happened? And I was like, I just feel like something's going to happen. Get out of there. I don't know if it's going to be like maybe like a flood because there was like a huge water tower or something's going to explode. I felt so, I regretted that so much for weeks, right? After, after I started coming to my senses. The worst thing is that she's a, she's a therapist, right? Also. <laughs> So like if I, you know if anyone's gonna worry, so I message her and I don't think twice. And then she message she messages me back. She's like, "Are you okay?" Obviously, like concerned about me, not about what I told her. Uh, and I, like I said, I regretted it for days. I was so embarrassed. Once all this, because it was like the energy that I was on was very intense. And once you come down from it, it's you feel the it's like a drop back to normal. It's very different. You start thinking twice about whatever you thought, said, did during those times because you're on a whole different plane. So that happens. And then, you know, I spent all those days regretting having messaged her because I was embarrassed. Uh, until one day in the afternoon, I get a text message from her. She's like, oh, my God, Will, how did you know? And I was like, what? And all I could think of was like the last few messages I had between us was me basically, you know, Screaming, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. So uh, she's, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, about, you said that something was going to happen. And then she's like, turn on the news. 
And it turns out that there was this guy who had uh, strapped on like a homemade bomb onto himself. Um, and he had gone to the Discovery headquarters and he had taken, basically taken in hostage. He had people there. He had weapons. He started, and here's the thing. Uh, turns out that the guy had a manifesto. Most of these shooters have manifestos, apparently, um, about the environment. And that we're destroying the environment and humans are like a cancer to the environment. You know, I'm paraphrasing here, but no one was allowed to leave. So if you were there and he blew something up that was massive, you're going to die there. No one could leave because they weren't sure there were more people involved. So this is all happening and she's like freaking out. I think we spoke or she called me and she's like, how did you know? Like, oh my God. Uh, she changed her mind. I mean, there wasn't specific enough, but she just felt like you knew this was going to happen. That's how she took it. Um, so that happens anyway. So this, as I'm going on, we eventually go to my friend's house. I'm on, at this point, I'm still on this wave. Like, a, not like a high, because that's not, I wasn't high. Like a, like just this kind of weird altered state, I guess. And we, she goes to sleep. It had gotten really late. We hadn't really slept because we'd been packing the last few days. Uh, so like the day went by, I'm still getting these kind of weird like messages, but they're calming down a little, but... Energy-wise, I still felt like something, I was on like some other wave. So she starts to go to sleep. I try to go to sleep, but I couldn't really sleep. So I sit up for a bit. And then, and this is like the main event, I suppose. So I'm sitting there. It's like the middle of the night, past one, one or two in the morning for sure. Uh, and you know how sometimes you'll hear airplanes go over your neighborhood and you hear from a distance and you'll hear it kind of approaching your over your house and it gets louder, but it's definitely going to just get quieter and just go away. So I hear it. And the thing was that after a while, I started being like, okay, what's happening? Because the uh, plane seems to be getting closer and closer, but not dissipating. The sound's not dissipating away. It's like getting closer and closer. And now I'm like, okay, that's really close. Is this thing going to graze the roof? Uh, it starts picking up. It gets louder. And it gets faster, the sound, like the jet engines or whatever it is that makes the noise. And then it starts coming down and down. And it does not at all sound like it's going away. It sounds like it's coming to the house. And the, the weird thing was that I didn't... There were probably like two other people besides myself and my best friend living in the house at that time. No one stirred, which was the weird part. I was like, okay, I'm hearing... I'm definitely hearing this sound, but no one's moving for some reason. But at this point, like it just sounded like it was coming so fast. I was 100% certain at that time that it was an airplane that, to our misfortune, was going to crash land into that house I was in and we were going to die. It's happened. You know, like I was like, well, this is it. And even though I didn't see my friend stir or anything, instead of waking her up, it just felt like it was coming so fast and we weren't going to be able to outrun it anyway. And I was like, well, if she's not awake, I'm just not going to, why would I want to wake her up to like be terrified for like a second before? I just, I'm, I don't know how to explain it, but at that point I resigned myself to like, we're about to get like blown up. This thing's going to land on our house for some reason. I, that, I don't know. Well, the sound started like three minutes before, like it got to that really pivotal point. But when it got really, really intense where I thought we were going to die here. And like, then it just got so loud. Like, this thing is on us. It's on the roof. It's going <laughs> to, we're going to die. And I had basically said, okay, this is it. Like close my eyes, right? Like this is it. But then... Out of nowhere, right when it seems like it's about to impact the house, 
everything goes dead quiet for a few seconds. Like, dead quiet. You couldn't hear a squeak. You couldn't hear a cricket anywhere. And then I stopped, and I'm like... It was like the the silence was deafening. It was thick. Like, I didn't... And the confusion. Imagine, like, the confusion when you think you're hearing this crazy motor, like, sound coming towards you, and then it's there's no sound. And then I'm like, what in God's name? What's happening? I didn't have words. I couldn't even say anything. And next thing I know, and this part is so stupid, but it is what it is. I'm like, I'm not going to leave it out. I start hearing digital beeping. Beep, 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 beep. Literally like, all over. But it felt like it was around us. You know, I don't see, I wasn't seeing anything. You don't see anything. You just hear it. And it's like beep, beep, beep. And it's like, all, it sounded so unbelievably stupid. Like, it sounded ridiculous. And at that point, I think I giggled for a bit. I was like, okay, I'm definitely having a mental breakdown because this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, and then it keeps going. And then I felt like I, like I felt something move. So I freak out. And also the beeping. Just after a while, I'm like, it's crazy. Let me wake my friend up so she can tell me it's all in my head. So I wake her up and my friend's a heavy sleeper. She was so pissed off. She was mad. She wasn't hearing anything at this point. And I'm like, hey, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And she's like, no, what are you hearing? And I'm basically ranting. I'm out of here freaking out. And then she's like, dude, I don't know. Maybe you're exhausted. Honestly, like, maybe we need to see someone. And like, at that moment, I thought, you know what? I think I need to see a doctor. Like, you're right. I'm losing it. Like, I don't really have a issue with stigma for mental health stuff. So I, if you need to see a psychiatrist, you need to see a psychiatrist. I was like, okay. So that happens and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to get sleep. We're going to calm down. And then I look towards the only window she had in her room, which had no curtains. Cause like I said, everything was like the furniture was gone. And I see, so I see this being like, I can call it only a being. I don't know what it is per se, but it, it had, it was very tall. Must have been, I could, through the window, I could only see maybe like from the lower part of the torso all the way up. I could see its head, but I could tell it was tall. It was definitely taller than like seven or eight feet tall. I think it was tall. And it was looking straight at us. And it had these big, bulbous eyes. I couldn't see any pupils or anything. I don't know how to explain this part, but it didn't have color because it was somehow translucent. It was see-through. Like, imagine, like, it's made out of gel or, like, a see-through, like, glass. I don't know. Holographic, maybe? I don't know. I just know that I saw it. The features were distinct. It gave off a vibe. I was scared because I just we felt this vibe that was, like, bad. It didn't like, I know it didn't like me. It looked at me like, I don't like you. <laughs> I just felt it. And it had, so it had these big, like, oblong almond-shaped eyes, big head. Really scrawny body, like spindly arms. And I'm here thinking, is that a gray alien? That's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I always thought that gray aliens, like from movies, looked stupid. I was like, if there's aliens, they're not going to look like that. They are, those are like, I, they're not very creative, <laughs> if, you, if you ask me. Like, they look dumb. But that's what it looked like. And except it was very tall. And it had a really tiny mouth. Uh, I didn't see ears. I slightly saw like maybe like nostrils maybe, but it had this like me very menacing. I know it sounds like very like subjective, but like it was a very like mean look. 
And like maybe that's what had been communicating with me earlier, but I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. But it was it looked mad. So I start freaking out, and then my friend looks. I'm like, "Do you see that?" And she misses it, right? She misses it, but she sees I'm having a panic attack because I'm here like, "Holy shit!" The only thing you think is it's gonna take me, right? That's like the narrative, right? They're here to abduct you, and I'm like, "I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I know what I'm seeing. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but I know what I'm seeing." So she's like, "You know what? I'm tired. I have to go to work the next day. We haven't slept. Let's sleep in the living room." It was going to calm me down. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a choice. What else can I do? I don't know what to do. So I'm like, and I felt bad for waking her up. So we go to the living room. We put down the stupid sleeping bags. I decide I'm going to do my best to fall asleep. Hopefully the thing's gone because I didn't see any more movement. I didn't hear anything. And I thought, okay, whenever I wake up, if I sleep, I'm going to go see a psychiatrist or <laughs> check into a hospital because this is bad. Right. At this point, do you think that you're having an encounter with extraterrestrials or do you think that you're losing your mind? Like what part of you, what percentage thinks that you're losing your mind at this point? At this point, I think uh, 85%, I think I'm losing my mind because it was just too much. Uh, And the thing is, no one else, as far as I'm concerned, and if it weren't for the next word I'm telling you, I think, I don't think I would really be sharing the story or have even gone into the phenomena like looking into it more um you know i'm like maybe i'm schizophrenic maybe i'm having a mental breakdown it happens like i said i don't have stigma about it but it sucks you know like it sucks to see that if it's not really there because it feels so real right so i'm here like this is bad um so we go to the living room it's about dawn it's about to start the sun's kind of starting to rise but we're in the middle of the living room put down sleeping bags and the, a few days before that, they had been doing some work in the house. And for some reason, I think they, I don't know if they had like sprayed or something or painted, I don't remember, but they had uh, turned all the furniture, the couches that the landlords had on the side. So they're, uh, you know how like fur- or couches have that black, like synthetic fiber under it that they staple onto like the wood frame? So that thing, I forget what it's called again. Um, so. There was like the love seat, and then there was like uh, just a single, like, you know, one person sofa. They're all turned to the side, facing us, the black side's facing our heads. And she goes straight to sleep because she was tired. I try to go to sleep, I'm squinting, right? And I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And as I start finally, because I was really tired, regardless of, I think I was more tired than scared at this point, I start falling asleep. And then I feel like that same swoosh, that same swoosh that I told you I felt with the peripheral little shape. And when I was in the room, I feel it overhead while I'm on the floor. So I immediately like open my eyes, look look up or, you know, towards that, the bottom of the couch. And the, those creatures, the like greys, I guess you call it, aliens, whatever, boogeymen, are like imprinted into the fabric multiple ones, it might have been like three or four, uh, imprinted into the fabric, kind of like, you know, those things that people, I don't know if they still have it, on the desk in offices, where you could put your hand into it and leave it an imprint, like little metals. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, but in it's in the fabric. and But their mouths are open, which I don't understand to this day. Because from what I saw... The thing had like barely a mouth. It was a slit, tiny slit. Like I, I think I sent you an illustration. It was 
just like a tiny line. But their mouths are wide open. Like they're screaming. And I'm not sure. I know what I saw, but I'm not sure if they were screaming at me or screaming in distress. I think they were, they were pissed. And then hands. Like these hands. So like just imagine you're like putting your face into someone's mirror, like glass window asking for her, like screaming at them or trying to scare them. And you're putting your hands on there and you're putting your face. And the hands were like long digits. I don't remember how many fingers they had. They were just long spindly fingers. When I see this, I grab my friend, and this time she's pissed because I wake her up again, and she's trying to sleep. And she's like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, look. And she's like, what? And she's like, I think she grabbed her glasses. I remember she has glasses. So she looks up, and she's like, what is it? I'm like, look, look. And she looks, and she's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, do you see it? She's like, yeah, what is that? I'm like, what do you see? She's like, those things, those are those aliens? What the hell is that? And I'm like... You see it? And she's like, yeah, what? How do you? She thinks it's me doing something. And I'm like, how could I have possibly done that in like a few seconds? There was nothing there a moment ago. And she gets scared. She gets freaked out. Um, and then she's like, is this what you saw in the room? I was like, yeah. And then she believes me. Like the imprints were just unreal. She was scared. At that point, she was really scared. Uh, she knew I hadn't done that. The detail was crazy. And like, she did know a lot of the things that had been going on around me and, and some of the weirdness that had been going on kind of came into focus once she saw that. So then she was just scared. And like I said, the narrative when you think of these things as abductions, right? Based on like movies or like the stories people tell. So she was scared that that's what was going to happen. Um, we, at that point, like, think, like, for lack of a better word, shit got real. We were like over it. <laughs> I was terrified and at least... Even though I'm not glad that my friend saw that, because somehow that, even though she didn't see half the things I saw or like experience, that was enough to scare the shit out of her. Um, but it it did serve as a confirmation that I wasn't hallucinating it. It was like manifesting for real. So we both get really scared. It's basically the sun has risen at this point. We're like, let's get the hell out of here. We don't want to be here. It's daylight. Let's go. We grab our crap. We get dressed. I don't even remember where we went. I think she had to go to work in a few hours and we went to like, I don't know, like a coffee shop or like the community college was open. I don't know. Um, we left and screw that. I don't, I don't care what happens to that. Like I didn't need a picture. I, we did eventually have to go back at the end of the day. We had to, to get some more stuff and she didn't have the key to the new place yet. We had to stay there, but it wasn't there. I was, you know, I wasn't trying to like, wake the beast as you could say I wasn't trying to do anything that would make him come back I don't know what happened to it it must have faded off I mean it was fabric right so that was it like I think that a lot of people who like are skeptics and when people tell these stories they're like yeah well if it were real why didn't you take a better picture or why didn't you bother taking a picture or getting proof I'm like you gotta understand that like most human beings see something like this they're terrified and you're more worried about safety and running away. You don't want these things around. Not about like, let me get proof so I can go viral. That's like, you know, that's just not in the human nature, really. How many people take a picture of like, you know, a grizzly bear when they're about to get mauled by it? No one. Everyone's running, right? And that's what people don't understand. So, and, and it says a lot about like just the lack of credibility, but you can't blame people, you know? But if they, if they were listening to you and like listening to the emotion you have and like how like scared you legitimately were, whether or not you're hallucinating it, they'd understand why you wouldn't want to take a picture of something. 
I, like it, it's both a curse and a blessing. I'm very protective of the people I care about, like family and my close friends. So, I, I'm I, I think I'm known as more like I'm artsy. I'm more of a space cadet. I'm very I'm, I'm known for being a bit of a pushover and not the toughest person. But I do kind of go into like survival mode when I, anyone I care about is in danger or anything happens. Like I've been in earthquakes with my siblings and stuff before and stuff like that. And then I turn into like. I'm taking care of my loved ones. I don't care if I'm going to get into danger. So when this happened, I felt like, okay, at least I know, I know I'm not crazy. And I didn't like that my friend had to see it because it scared her more than I thought it would have just seeing that. Yeah, I was, I, I, it bothered me. I felt kind of guilty for some reason, even though it wasn't my fault that she saw this because I was around her. Cause she was very, she, it took her years to tell me that she had to sleep with a TV on or a nightlight on. And this is like a, Mid twenties, single woman, right? Like, who's you've spoken to her? She's she sounds like a tough broad. She's tough. Um, she tells me, yeah. Even to this day, uh, sometimes every once in a while, she's like, I'm not even thinking about it, but I, that fear that I used to have comes over me when I wake up in the middle of the night and I got to turn the TV on to fall back asleep, like to lull her back into sleep. And like, I I can relate. It happens. Uh, not as much because at this point, I'm like, you know. Uh, if these things have these capabilities and this they do or like they seem to have then if they want to get you they'll get you I'm like not really you know uh, you can't do anything I think alright we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back I've said before that I do not get scared while making this show. But what does scare me is having to log into my bank account or pay attention to my personal finances in any way. I know that's bad, and I know that it does not make sense. But legitimately, what has recently helped me is using Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that takes all of your accounts, organizes it into one place, and helps you get everything under control. I feel a lot better using it, and I'm no longer stressed. Also, Rocket Money finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I'm not kidding when I say that I recently discovered that me and my graphic designer, Colin, were getting charged $150 a month by a design service we didn't even realize we were paying for. I wish that was a joke. Sadly, it's true. We canceled it and are no longer paying for this. Thanks to Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. That's rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. Rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and the moms are out to play. We're Dina and Kristen, the duo behind the Instagram account, Big Little Feelings. I'm Dina. I'm a child therapist and mom of two who nerds out on all things neurobiology and psychology. And Kristen is a parent coach who wrangles three kids on a daily basis, here to give it to us like it is. We weren't meant to do this parenting thing alone. Consider After Bedtime your village. Follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, on your own terms. I've personally tried so many website platforms, and I could tell you that Squarespace is by far the easiest to use. Their fluid engine makes creating a website super intuitive no matter how tech-savvy you are. 
Another great thing about Squarespace is that they have an online store. So whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And also, you could even create and design your own merch on Squarespace, and they'll handle the production, inventory, and shipping for you. And trust me when I say, doing that all yourself is a lot of work. So having Squarespace handle it for you is a big deal, and it's also a great low-risk way to start selling merch. So pretty much whatever you could possibly need for your website, Squarespace has you covered. Go to squarespace.com otherworld for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use code otherworld to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com otherworld. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Work out, read a book, maybe start a project that you've been telling yourself you would do forever. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to figure out how to make time for those meaningful things is to figure out if maybe there's some things you're wasting your time on that aren't so meaningful. Therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you could do more of it. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, super easy, and convenient. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You could switch therapists at any time if you want. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com otherworld to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P otherworld. I hate dealing with my cat's litter box. I'm pretty sure everybody else feels exactly the same way. If you don't, It's kind of weird. The less I have to think about it, the better. And I'm sure Merlin agrees. Sometimes I accidentally walk in on him while he's using the litter box, and it's very embarrassing for both of us. He looks very vulnerable in there. I always feel terrible. Pretty Litter absorbs smells so well and lasts for so long that I could truly forget about it. I could go days without scooping it or checking in. He could do his thing, and I don't have to worry about it. When I do clean up, It's very easy. There's no dust or smell. It's super simple. And of course, the litter changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in Merlin, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it. And I don't have to have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up the room. So Pretty Litter keeps tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. I think you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Merlin do. Go to prettylitter.com slash otherworld and use code otherworld to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash otherworld. Use the code otherworld to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did you ever seek like psychological help after this? Like, Have you been checked out? Yeah, uh, I've actually... I've had a therapist since I was 17 and I've never like not had a therapist because I, uh, I, I feel like everybody needs a therapist these days. Uh, it's, it's a very first world problem. Yeah, yeah. I know that, but it's in the age of, especially in the age of social media, it's good to have a therapist in this like world where everything is so like convoluted. So yeah, no, I mean, I didn't go and tell my psychiatrist and therapist, I saw a great alien this happened. You really have to pick and choose it's not that you're lying about your mental sanity you really have to think about who you're telling these things to because even if you tell it to somebody who's a mental health professional and they decide that they're worried about you that's the correct thing to do ethically that's the right thing to do as a professional so you don't blame him but at the same time i'm like okay i know what i saw i have a witness which is the only reason i still like i've been able to make 
peace with what the fact that I wasn't hallucinating. But yeah, and then there's also the fact that as you're integrating this new part, this new kind of reality into your current, you know, previous old reality, you have to discern what's, how much of your theories are caused by fear, by trauma, by speculation, or the lack of knowing makes you want to just create ideas in your head because somebody told you and it makes sense. So yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a lifelong project, to be honest. Have you had any symptoms like this ever since? I mean, if you were having a mental breakdown or if you were schizophrenic or something like that, I, I assume it would happen again. Anything like that? Hell no. Absolutely not. Um, so that was the only time that's happened? Anything like to that extent, like that was like a big event, right? That was like a, like a worthy of like a little sci-fi episode somewhere. That was intense. But um, no, but I will tell you there's a lot of weirdness that kind of sticks along with you. Feelings like electromagnetic is what he would call it. Like you feel like there's an energy, a frequency or like these beings are like, or somebody, whatever this consciousness is, is tapping at you and telling you, hey, this is going to happen or watch out for this. That's one thing that's still residual. It's not like I'm imagining a guardian angel, but sometimes you get a sixth sense or intuition that's really strong. And I still have that. And often it's true. There's a, I don't know if you've had anyone bring this up, but the owls, that's a thing that's happened to me. Where have you seen the owls? I will literally have different kinds of owls, not just like one kind of owl. Like this is my window, right? There's electrical power lines. Uh, maybe like a few years ago, I was laying in bed and something told me, like, I didn't hear a sound. There was nothing that would visually or auditorily nudge me to get up and open the curtain. And I felt like, hmm, let me open the curtain. And there was a humongous owl just staring at my window. And like, I freeze when I open the thing because I don't expect to see that. And this is staring at me. Now, this could be like a coincidence. I'm not saying this is paranormal, but it's just, it was weird. Um... And they just stared at me, and then it opened up its wings. It was huge. I've never seen a bird with such a huge wingspan in, in person. And it took off, right? And then, not actually, this was maybe like a month or two ago. I looked outside, and I just saw a, like a... It was like a sparkle, like a little light. Uh, like over my... There's a house, my one of my neighbor's houses facing me. Right above the roof at night, I saw a white sparkle, and it went... And then I just see a huge white bird. I don't know. I think it was an owl. We don't have white birds at night here. It was a huge white bird. Pops out of the tree right next to it. Goes around. Goes onto the other power line that's facing my house. Stands there. And then it goes off. And as I was watching it, it goes over my neighbor's roof. And it fades off. But then I didn't see it like keep flying. It faded off. What, all, what were the themes of what was told to you in uh, telepathic? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's a very good point. That's relevant. I think like my um, interest, you know, is like only in like seeing patterns, you know. Cuz even yeah, no, if it is, is a bunch important. of crazy people, it's like even if a bunch of crazy people are imagining the same thing, I'm kind of interested. There that's important cuz I think I've been trying to make sure I don't forget details that there was like a more like over like arching theme to like I think maybe the purpose of why this happened to begin with. Um it was about for one the environment was a really big thing. Natural disasters are going to come a lot of people aren't going to make it out of these times, these like really troubling times. Many people will die, but this is why we got to get, you got to get right spiritually. Literally, this is exactly the message. Because your souls are eternal, get right spiritually. 
what really matters to you. Stop for a moment. Think about who matters to you, what matters, what kind of legacy you want to leave behind. Because if you're aware of your of what we're telling you and you choose to ignore it, you're so much more like, how can I put it, like responsible for your fate in a way. Because like, you know, we're giving you a heads up, you know, so what's your excuse, basically? And then, yeah, as far as the universe, it says that everything is energy. If you do positive things, you do good things for others, then you are the same way that like a battery works. You are putting energy towards the greater good. And if you do bad things, you're going to end up on that negative spectrum. That's kind of like the cycle of reincarnation. I think it sounds very like karmic, I guess, which I'm not a big fan of. But um, yeah, kind of like that. Like you got to really like think about what you're doing because this time matters more than usual. That's all I know. That's what I sold. This time, what you do in this lifetime during these times is more important than usual. This like maybe it's like a big event. I don't know. Just a lot of changes, and I don't know what's different about it. Maybe I'm. It's just me, but that's kind of like the the overarching message, the urgency. Did they tell you anything else? I would. I guess I'll just say because it's this is what I did get, and it was pretty stupid to this day. I think it's ridiculous, but it's what I was told. Something about like civilizations like in the past which oh, I don't like the whole ancient alias thing I think it's very stupid like maybe history channel ruined it for me who knows but um, something about like uh, how many civilizations have known this stuff before and that other times that like these stories about like Greek gods Egyptian gods all this other weird stuff isn't necessarily fiction like there was maybe like this kind of phenomena was more commonplace back then but kind of I think the point of telling me something like that was that this is real. It's always been around. We're our current society just isn't hip to it. Maybe, um, yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that one. Just the idea of giant gods walking around wanting us to appease their needs sounds horrible. But <laughs> yeah, that was one thing. Um, yeah, I don't even like to share that one usually because that one makes it sound very loony. There's so many things. Everything's a theory. With something like this ambiguous and like this, I call it elusive. There, everything is a theory. Um, that's part of the thing about this phenomena. This phenomena has so many branches. It has so many. There's the there's communities built around it. There's UFO communities. There's cults. There's people who are looking at it. There's legit scientists, Stanford scientists, government agencies that are studying it from like this logical, scientific, quantum physics point of view. Like they, 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 they've seen enough or they've heard enough that they're taking it seriously, but they are looking for hard evidence for something that isn't solid, really. And then there's the people who are like, oh, they're angels. You're channeling energies. And, you know, they're your guardians or whatever. It's all this stuff. So the thing is, it, it seems like it's, it's too elusive. There's, no one's going to no be able to prove it. So then I started seeing that it took me a few years to get over the trauma. I'm not going to lie. I was traumatized. That sucked. I had to go back to being a regular person, and that wasn't easy. You know, like, it kind of it consumes the lives of the people who experience it very often, especially when they weren't interested. They go through a period of worrying that they're mental, that they're going through, like, a mental breakdown, that they need psychological help. And if they don't do that and they start accepting that they really experience this, you want answers. You want answers. You do research. And the Internet is a rabbit hole. There's a lot of garbage. 
you can like read all this stuff. And because you want answers, especially in the beginning, you're likely to believe a lot of BS. It's hard for you to like find a balance to go back to having a normal life, accepting that this is real, this is really happening. And also like not letting it take over your life because you still need to like be well-rounded. And I'm, I, I can only say this now because it's been like 14 or like 13 years since it happened. Like it was, that wasn't me seven years ago. That still left me shook up. I know that like we're grown, we're like in our early 20s, right? At this point. So we didn't really want to talk about it. We, we knew we were going to tell anyone because we all know how that goes usually, especially back then. Um, but we were both trying to forget it. Uh, but apparently, like we both had trouble sleeping for weeks, maybe months after that. That was scary. When we go to sleep at night, we weren't telling people what we saw because we're grown adults and we're not crazy, right? So, uh, but we, when you turn off the light and you think about every, all that stuff, you're worried that they're going to come and get me and no one's going to hear it because somehow they can pull this off. <laughs> and you think, wow, what about those people who like are in psych wards? How many of those people are imagining? How many of those people have really seen this and they have mental breakdowns and no one's listening to them? They're like literally in fear. Like that put us in, we had this conversation a few times. We feel bad because I think, I feel like, and this is not to stray too much, but I will say this is something I'm very like impassioned about. I feel like with the whole UAP or all this stuff, which somehow seemed, because the whole experience I've been sharing with you up until that point is about spirituality, reincarnation, uh, energies. And then it turns into aliens, right? And so that's another thing. It's like a big veer. And like, I guess this has to be connected or maybe they're all in the same realm. But this is something that the government's been studying from, you know, right? Um, they know more than they let on, obviously. That's always been the case with intelligence for government agencies. But uh, I feel like they know... And they've known for a long time that a lot of the people who come out with these stories, especially the ones who have ner nervous breakdowns, end up in institutions, aren't lying. And they just let these people like kind of like rot in, you know, institutions and lose their jobs and like lose their social lives and like be ridiculed. So we got to see that from a different perspective. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the story. So obviously there is a lot going on in this story. It's a very big one. It's a complicated one. And I'm not sure what I would think about it if it weren't for Will's friend also seeing this as well. I originally spoke to her off the record, just on the phone. She was really, really not interested in being a part of a podcast about this stuff. I could tell right away that she's a real no BS type of person. But she did confirm what Will told me. She saw this thing as well. I don't think it's something that she likes to talk about too much. I think it's just a very strange moment in her life that she wishes she could leave in the past, but she did confirm it. And eventually, she was willing to speak to me for the podcast about it. So this is my conversation with Will's friend who asked to remain anonymous. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Uh, doing well, yourself? Good. Thank you for speaking to me. I, I know you originally weren't super interested, but I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I'm just doing it for him, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I uh, know. I understand. I think it's like, it's such a it's such a weird story. I feel like it's important. And I mean, honestly, if I hadn't spoken to you before, I don't know if I would even know what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, it was, 
an interesting experience. Um, but I mean, you can't deny it that it it, it did happen. So um, when all this was first happening to Will, like, and you're his friend, what what was kind of going through your head? I mean, I th- honestly thought that he was going crazy. To be quite honest, like it wasn't, you know, I didn't believe him, you know, things like that, and I just thought that. I don't know. He was making up the stories and things like that. Um, but I guess like over the years, you know, it's been consistently like weird things happening and, um, you know, it's kind of like undeniable. Um, what, um, what kind of person are you? Are you normally somebody that's like into this stuff or like, what do you, how would you describe yourself? Um, I'm sort of kind of skeptical just because nowadays you can, you can alter, you know, videos and images and, you know, a whole bunch of people, you know, have mental illnesses and they create stories, you know, things like that. So I'm slightly on the skeptical side, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you have hard evidence, you know, just I, I'm willing to, you know, believe in it. In terms of Will, you know, hearing this story, it, when he tells it, it, it's hard not to hear it and think like, oh, this is a person that's having some kind of psychotic break. Yeah, I mean, over the years, like I said, in many years, we've been friends for over 15 years. Um, I I don't think like he's, you know, dreaming it or he's faking it or anything like that. Um, I mean, and it's been consistently the same story, the, you know, the whole time. So I, I, I truly do believe that he's had those, you know, phen- phenomenal experiences. Um, so, yeah. If this was like a psychotic break, like did he have any symptoms after that night or was he fine? No, I think he was trying to to deal with it. I mean, I guess he was fine, but I don't think he was internally fine. I think he was trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. You know, am I going crazy type thing. But like there was no other, you know, you'd think that if he was kind of losing grip of reality, there'd be more. So it seems like. Yeah. Right. And he was, I mean, there was like nothing to indicate that he was losing his, you know, grip in reality. So I I don't think that he was being, he had a psychotic break or anything like that. Can you tell me about that day from your experience? I mean, he's, I've interviewed him multiple times now and mm-hmm. I have a better sense of the day, including all of the stuff that happened before. But can you give me your perspective? I'm sure it was very weird for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's such a long time ago. Um, um, I wish, you know, I would have talked to you earlier. Um, I guess so far that I can remember, um, you know, we were hanging out that day. We were walking towards my house. We eventually got uh, in my room and I believe it was super late. I think it was like maybe midnight or something like that. And we were starting to go to sleep and um, he kept waking me up Um like I think every 30 minutes. Um, and he was like, do you hear that? And I was like, no. And I was just like, um, and he was like, did you see that? I was like, no. I mean, like, I was like, what the hell is he, you know, like saying, you know, like just go back to bed. I thought like he was delirious because of lack of sleep. You know, he just kept waking me up. He was like, he was like, you don't hear that those are vibrations, you know, because uh, apparently, you know, the ship was like us coming down. And then the bright lights were like around the windows and things like that. Um, and I didn't see anything. I didn't experience anything like that. You know, I was going in and out of sleep. So, um, 
Yeah, that, that, at that point, you know, I thought, you know, he was just like going crazy or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, he was like, I guess he, he didn't want to continue sleeping in, in my room. So we went uh, towards the living room and I um, I think we took the cushions out of the uh, sofa and we kind of like surrounded ourselves, you know, with the cushions. And, you know, we just I just kept going in and out of sleep because, you know, he was scared to be in the room. And yeah, I was still sleepy. So um, but then he eventually woke me up and. You know, he was like, he was like, look at, do you see that? Look, look at that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't see it at first. And then, you know, the more I saw, the more vividly the image, you know, just popped up and appeared and, you know, very vividly um, of a alien's face. And I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like, you know, uh, those typical, stereotypical, like, alien heads, very, like, oval the top was like circular you know and going down it was kind of like getting like skinnier with those big eyes but yeah i mean it was it like slowly appeared like um i don't know i can't explain it like it just like kind of like popped up and slowly appeared and it was just like so clear and like so like vivid it was strange i mean i was like what in the world like how like you know, especially with the things that he was saying yesterday, you know, like it didn't make sense. But then it kind of, I, you know, was like maybe, you know, what the things that he was, you know, saying and experiencing, you know, was kind of true because that couldn't be a coincidence. I was like too much, too much of a coincidence. I didn't believe him at all until like that image appeared. Um, and that's when I was like, OK, yeah, you know, he's right. I mean, and then like, I think I think the past few days, too, he kept like. I remember he kept experiencing like strange vibes and I mean, yeah. So like he kept, you know, repeating, you know, things that were happening to him and I just necessarily didn't believe him until, you know, that image popped up uh, the, the next few days. So, yeah. I mean, I was kind of freaked out just because, you know, the things that he was saying, you know, at, you know, like the night prior and then I, I definitely remember he was being, he was just freaked out. For sure. I heard that you had some trouble sleeping after. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not going to lie to you. Sometimes I even still, like, because that's kind of like, you never know. Like, it might pop up anywhere. Like, I don't know. This I mean, that, that, that day definitely left an impression of me, you know, that the extraterrestrials do exist. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, I do have trouble sleeping even now just because it's, I mean, that's crazy. Oh, so you, you're a believer after this. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, and it's not even just that, you know, moment that also made me believe, but it was just the other, you know, things that he's experienced too. And then um, listening to other people's stories, you know, it's, yeah, kind of like undeniable that that those experiences happen so yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i wanted to ask you this is such a wild story mm -hmm. i appreciate you speaking with me sure no problem um how has this changed your final question how has this changed your views about our world i mean we're definitely not alone uh for sure um think we have to be idiotic to believe that we're the only you know 
humanoid creatures out there. Um, and I, I really just want to know what their intentions are and, you know, like why they, they're not more, I guess, forthcoming and they're always doing this kind of like this in secret, I guess, you know, I just want them to be like reveal themselves, you know? But you didn't think that before. Yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think that they existed until, you know, those these types of experiences started happening. So. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. I want to thank Will so much for telling me this story. I know it was a difficult one to tell. And I also want to thank Will for dealing with me, asking him to retell this so many times because... I really did do this interview several times over just to hear it over and over again. It's such a strange story and I wanted to get everything correct and just really wrap my head around it. Like I said, this came to me such a long time ago, but some of the strangest details of it have popped up in other stories. I'm sure you guys are thinking of a few right now and they've also popped up in several episodes that you haven't heard yet. I'm sure there are a lot of people who would want to write a story like this off as a brief momentary mental health crisis, but like Will said, he's been in therapy since he was young. Um, He's never had anything happen like this before or after, and although he never told his therapist exactly what he saw in the window, which I don't blame him for, he is in therapy He's receiving, you know, mental health treatment regularly, which is a good idea. And nothing like this has ever happened before or after. If this was all something just taking place in his head, you'd think there would be other versions of it happening. And honestly, after talking to him quite a bit, I think that it would probably be easier for Will if this was just a mental health thing, something that he could get treated for, forget about and move on with his life but that does not seem to be the case this has been episode 46 face in the window and you've been listening to other world other world is executive produced and hosted by myself jack wagner our theme song is by coperman the soundtrack of this episode is by North Americans. This episode was edited and engineered by Theo Schaefer. Our artwork is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. Please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. If you want to hear more episodes of Otherworld, you can become a patron at patreon.com otherworld. Thank you to the team at Odyssey, J.D. Crowley, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Leah Reese-Dennis, Rob Morandi, Eric Donnelly, Matt Casey, Casey Klauser, Maura Curran, Josephina Francis, and Hilary Schuff. Our social media is at OtherworldPod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow and listen to Otherworld now for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us your story at stories at otherworldpod.com. Otherworld.